Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. boy Cameron and that's Cameron with a K. And it's your boy Al and that's Alan with an A. And, and we are the, the Russell, Russell Twins. Twins. And it's your man's Isaiah Zane and together we are the, the Makers. Yes sir. Yeah. Well this is exciting here. I mean we have a, a trio for the first time on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast the Makers. I mean you know you guys have really been tearing it up on the independent scene lately. What the heck is going on? Let me let me start off with Cameron with a K. Do do people normally mess up your name, Cameron? That's why you have to remind them that it's Cameron with the K. Yeah, no, no, normally people mess it up. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I have to get announced that way so people don't mess it up. You know what I'm saying? All right, so Cameron, let me ask you this because you know I, I'm a I'm a human being here, and you know human beings we're not robots, so we do make mistakes. So if if when I put this out. And I type up the bio. If I accidentally, you know, put Cameron with a C, or if you know, spell check does that. Are you and I going to have any kind of heat if I if I mess up your name there? Man, look, anything's possible, man. <laughs> All right, so I, I I better make sure that I do the right thing here because I'm telling you, I know you you guys down in Florida, you don't mess around. Oh yeah, and I've seen some of your work there, and and I'm definitely afraid of. Uh, Cameron and Alan with an A. Alan, now now this is kind of strange to me here, Alan, because I, I've never seen anyone spell Alan without an A. So what the heck is that all about? All right, so I'm going to need you to calm your uh, attitude down first off. Um, it's when you think about it, when you get the rigmatobe and the shimnadobe, right? And then when you get when 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 you put it together, it's like it's math, but it's not really math, right? You know what I'm saying? Makes little, I got I to gotta write that down because I got to make sure I, I keep up with what you're saying there. That, all right, all right. So dropping science here. You may not you may not understand what I'm saying, but in psychology, you got to go back to social studies. Yeah, you got to go back to social studies. But when you when you you really got to understand that in psychology, the only way it makes sense is my name starts with an A. Listen, man, I don't want any problems. You know, you, you listen. I I am a peaceful guy, but I'm going to let you know right now, Alan, with an A, and and uh, Isaiah Zane. You can be the guy because I think you're the more reasonable one out of the trio here. I will sue if you put your hands on me. Isaiah, you understand what I'm saying, right? Um, I understand what you're saying, but who gave you permission to sue just because they want to spell their names with an A and a K? Well, I'm just saying these guys, you know, they're, they're kind of roughhousing here, and, and I don't want to get beat up the next time I end up in Florida. So I figure you, Isaiah, you're, you're a reasonable guy. So you can you can talk to those partners of yours and just kind of calm them down for me, right? You don't know Isaiah's name. Yeah, you, know? you don't know me like that, man. I don't know where you heard I was reasonable from. <laughs> we all the same, man. We all the same. <laughs> well, you think just because I'm the triplet and the white guy out of the group is different? Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, you got me. You got me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Isaiah's saying, you know, I know a lot of folks have accused you of being, you know, a, a flippy move mania kind of guy as opposed to, you know, the nuts and bolts of doing some mat wrestling. So what's that all about, Isaiah? Are, are you going to 
stop doing all the the Cirque du Soleil crap and and really you know get down to business in there, or is this who you are? This kind of gymnast stuff here. Um, first of all, I did not do that many flips, so I don't know where you heard that one from. Yeah. I did do a few little flippity dippity stuff yeah. at the last CWF show, but it was against some guy who was about six foot ten, three hundred pounds, and all them flips didn't make me win the match. So I don't think I need to change anything. No. I don't understand how I, I get these wrestlers on the show, folks, and, and I pissed them off. I mean, the make-its, I thought we were going to have a, a peaceful interview. But as you can hear, <laughs> we're going down the wrong path already. Let's talk about best in class, okay? GCW Rising, the young professors put together a fantastic card. Friday, April 9th at 10 a.m., the Egypt Shrine Center in Tampa, Florida here. What can we expect from the make-its? Let's start with uh, Cameron with a K. What can we expect from you folks there? Entertaining wrestling. You know what I'm saying? You know, we are entertaining no matter what. We're going to put on the show no matter what. We don't know who we're facing, but for who we're facing. <laughs> they about to get slapped up. <laughs> wow, yeah, I, I, you know, that, that hurt my ears, so I can only imagine what that would do to a face. So there's no two ways about that. What about Alan with an A? I mean, is there anyone in GCW that you're looking forward to slapping up like uh, Cameron with the K just did? I'm going to interrupt you. Wait, we, got, we, got, we got some beef with Culture Inc., man. You see Culture Inc., we got some beef with them. We haven't we had beef with them in the few, in the past, and I don't think it's resolved. My bad. I, I interrupted them. Okay, well, anyway, as I was saying was, um, yeah, uh, guys like Culture Inc. and uh, – What's the other team? Viva La Amish? Those guys, I don't even like them. I really don't have a problem with Viva La Amish. We haven't had any beef in the uh, in the past or anything so far. But as it goes for Culture Inc., you know, we got a little a little feud going on. They uh, one specifically, Nick J. Holiday kind of excluded me from the group in uh some uh, old match we had <laughs> not too long ago. So I, we kind of got a little beef with them, but um. It is what it is, but you can expect that the make-its and Culture Inc. are going to make some magic together whenever we face off in the ring. Exactly. And Viva La Amish. For Viva La Amish, you see, I don't like the fact that there's multiple three-man groups in one company. It just doesn't It just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? There's only room for one group, and that's the make-its. All right, but listen. Now, now Cameron with a K, I got to say this, okay? I got to be honest with you fellas here. You are the make-its. You are, you know, literally the hottest uh, three-man group happening down in the Florida independent scene today. But Cameron with a K, uh, Malik Bosidi is a, is a close personal friend of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. He's been on before. Um, he's someone, you know, Culture Inc., that's they're kind of our group here on the show. So are we going to have any heat? Because I, I'm, I'm more friendly with Culture Inc. I mean, I don't really know you guys too well. Hey, man, well, you, it sounds like you don't have to get to know me because this beef between Malik Bosidi, Eli Knight, and Nick J. Holiday isn't over. And if you happen to be in that picture, you know, you could take the ass whooping with him. Okay. All right. All right. Alan with an A, you got to calm your boy down there. All right. This is getting a little too, uh, too serious here. Come on, Alan with an A. Help me out. I mean, I'm going to have to agree with my brother on this one. So, I mean, just make sure you don't step in the way of us. It's all respect. It's all respect. It's all. But it, was, it wasn't being respectful the last time we faced off. You know what I'm saying? Well, Isaiah Zane, you have a, a history with Culture, Inc., as you said before. 
So why didn't they make you part of the group? Because it kind of sounds like you're a little jealous, and, and, and that's why you, you linked up with the twins there. Oh, no, 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 no. First I, off, the, we're I, triplets. What do you Yeah, mean? we are triplets. We was born in the womb together. Second off, I never wanted to be a part of Culture, Inc. He, what I mean by excluding me from the group is it was the Russell Twins versus Eli Knight and Malik, Malik Bosidi, and Nick just wanted to, I don't know, kind of point at me and make it look like I couldn't be a part of my twins and support them in the match. So He called him the odd man out. Yeah, and we both just got DQ'd because of it. So I got a little problem with him. Uh, you know, I saw that match, and it looked like you guys were trying to bend the rules a little bit here. I'm not – I'm a neutral party in that regard. I'm just telling the truth here. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> Cameron with a K, let everybody know, you know, because you guys are definitely tearing it up on the independent scene. I know – a little birdie told me that there are a couple of major promotions that are looking at what's going on with you fellas here. You know, they may need another uh, six-man tag to to jump into the fray where they are at there. So why don't you let everybody know? If they want to check you out online, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, if you want to check me out online, you can uh, go to Instagram, uh, crussell12345. That is my Instagram, C-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. One, two, three, four, five. And you can just check me out on Facebook, Cameron Russell, but it's spelled with a C. Because Facebook won't let me change my username. So it's Cameron with a C. All right, look that up. And also, you can find us on YouTube at the Russell Twins. It's uh, D A R U S S E L L Twins. All right, Alan with an A. I, I don't know how you're going to call yourselves the Make It's. When your brother here, Cameron with a K, his social media has a C in it. So I'm, I'm very confused right now. OK, and I, I might have to give Malik Bosidi a couple of extra dollars here to uh, straighten out Cameron with the K here since his social media is all over the place. All right. So first off, I'm going to need you to not do that. And uh, second off, it's spelled with a C because, like we said before, when you get the Aruba flapping, right, that rigmatoe and then you put it together. Right. Right. Right, I'm writing it down. I'm, I'm writing it down. I, I gotta, I gotta look up what these words even mean. All right, write that down. It's in the dictionary. It's like the best words in the dictionary, like right now. You know, you get a, you get that rubiflavin. Did I say rubiflavin? He said something about rubiflavin. I, I don't know. That sounds like a, a dangerous disease or something. I don't know. It's not a disease. It's, it's math. So when, when you, when you accumulate that and you put it in a little pot, and the aroma, the smell is the, uh, that's that's what made it the seed. So, yeah, it's a C. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, well, Isaiah Zane, what about merchandise? I mean, I know you guys have some new merchandise that I hey, I didn't get, out there. I did not even get to say my Instagram. You do that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, you can get the uh, merchandise at teespring.com slash store slash the dash make dash it's. That's where you can find the Russell Twins merch. Yeah, it's why you, where you can find Isaiah Zane's merch. And, of course, the Make It's Joint merch. They got T-shirts. They got hoodies. They got stickers. They got posters. I think they even got phone cases. They got jogging pants, sweatpants, everything you can find. Satchels, fanny packs, wallets. Alan with an A. What was that Instagram that, that we missed there? Oh, so my uh, Instagram is Alan Russell 939 That is A-L-L-E-N-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. 939 and on facebook it's simply just alan russell 
You know, I, I got to talk to you, Russell Twins, about the fact that you both don't spell your names right. I mean, Al, it's supposed to be A-L-L-A-N. I don't know what this, where this E Allen. came from. Who spells Allen that way? I've never Do seen Do you it. spell Tim Allen, A-L-L-A-N? I don't think so. And that's Santa Claus. Wow. Well, you, you win that round. That's true. That is true. You win that round. You know, <laughs> the Makits, I got to tell you, uh, I'm glad that I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, because... That's the only reason why I can say the things that I'm saying right now. Um, but the next time I'm in Florida, I will wear a disguise because I have a funny feeling that after you hear this back, you guys aren't going to be too happy with Duke Loves Wrestling. Hey, look, I'm good with names. I mean, I'm not good. With, I'm good with voices. So yeah, if I if I if I hear your voice, okay, okay. I, you see, he's talking about slapping people up again. Once again, folks, GCW Rising, best in class with the young professor. Okay, all the up-and-coming talent are going to be showcased Friday, April 9th, 10 a.m., Egypt Shrine Center in Tampa, Florida. Definitely got to check it out. Head over to the GCW, and that's Generation Championship Wrestling. Head over to their Facebook, to their Twitter, to all their social media, their website, what have you there. Once again, the Makeits, thank you very much, fellas, for uh, joining us on Duke Loves Wrestling. Cameron with the K, Allen with an A. Isaiah Zane, a.k.a. Mr. Flippity-Dippity. Yeah, thank you, bro. All right, bro. Appreciate Appreciate you. You'd think after nearly five years of doing this podcast, I'd figure out how to not get myself in trouble with these wrestlers, but (laughs) I don't think I could show my face around Florida because of the make-its. Oh, my goodness. You know, got to check those guys out, man. Really exciting tag team, triple tag team, six-man tag team. Got to check those guys out. Um, you know, last week we had uh, Jeremy Gomez of GCW on the show, and he talked about a lot of serious topics there. And I wanted to bring somebody on the show who was involved in the controversy because it, it's, you know, here at Duke Loves Wrestling, everybody has to get an opportunity to say their piece, right? And we want to make sure all the facts are made available. People can get it off their chest and, and the truth can be out there for folks to consume and then we can hopefully move on and move in a positive direction after that so check out this conversation that i've had with miss casey lennox what is up guys it is casey lennox and i am coming to you from duke loves wrestling what is up i'm doing fantastic casey lennox and welcome back (laughs) this this is like a thing now this is it is a thing you're like my you're like my exclusive podcast person that which is pretty cool. I, I feel honored to uh, to have that going on here because you're truly somebody that finds a way to continue to keep your name out there. Huh? Relevancy. That, that's right. Whether it's good or bad. <laughs> as long as they're talking about you. Isn't that the whole point? Uh, that's what they say. But <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's not really good if it's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's what's going on down in Florida, though? I mean, with the weather today it's like almost 75 degrees here in boston which is just unheard of That's especially so nice. for this time of year i know it's it's very different uh what's it like down there right now so it's 80 it's 84 degrees right now here um in winter park but honestly like I, so when i worked yesterday it started off kind of cool um so maybe like mid 70s and then all of a sudden the sun decided it wanted to come out um super hot like it's something where you can't even like just stand outside. It's that freaking hot, but it was also only like 80 degrees yesterday. 
But my, my coworkers, coworkers and I were just like, dude, why is it so hot? It's like the sun is like right on your back. Um, not all the way up in the sky where it's supposed to be. It's just annoyingly hot. We actually had last weekish. It was like 60 to 70 throughout the day. So this weather is so temperamental, but I'm glad that like Florida is not the only one getting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you you're from more Mid-South. You're not you're not born and raised in Florida. No, I'm from Maryland. So oh. I don't even know. Like I, I haven't checked the temperature in Maryland in years. But um, I mean, I'd assume it's probably like Boston. It's probably around like 75, maybe 80 ish. I'm, I'm going to look that up now. But Maryland doesn't get unbearably hot on a on a uh, routine basis like it does where you're at now. No, 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 it definitely doesn't. The weather, I would say, is more like where you're from. So more in Boston, except for the winters. I feel like it gets colder up there versus in Maryland. Yep. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. And listen, I'm a I'm a December baby. Oh, no. Oh, what happened? I'm sorry. I just looked up the temperature for Baltimore. It's 57 degrees. Whoa, big difference. How in the world, right? Right? Like, I don't understand how big you're 75, difference. 57, and then 84. Like, well, oh, you know, some people call it uh, global warming. I don't know. It, yeah, there right. Might be some truth to that. I don't know. So I feel like it is like nowadays. <laughs> I know. I know. We're, we're finding out the hard way. I mean, Jesus, it, it was a, a big snowstorm in Texas uh, of all places. Oh, I know. Right. I know. And they had their electricity out. Like, thank God they have it back. I know. Um, that was crazy. Yeah, it's it's been wild. I mean, when you really think about all the things that we've all been through over the past year and change, it, it's really been yeah. a lot. It's been a lot. It and has. It, <laughs> With you, it, it really makes me give pause because Casey, you're you're somebody who there was a time where we didn't even think you were going to be still in the wrestling business. Mm. You had to take some time off because you got sick. And I know we, we've talked about it before on on the show, but just just as a quick refresher, what happened a couple of years back? Uh, so to I guess make make things quick. A few years ago, I had wrestled at a show and then I flew back home. Um, and a few nights after that, I started having some sharp pains, which I eventually, you know, went to the doctor for, and they said that it was a blood clot. So I had to take off six months from wrestling and I probably like I'm stubborn. So I didn't really take off six months from wrestling. I still like went to training and just watched and did stuff like rolls and just running the ropes and stuff like that. No bumps or no like head things. Cause that was definitely not cleared by my doctor. Um, but he did say that I could, you know, just roll around the ring and just take it easier. I continued working out, but the blood clot situation. So that lasted for six months. And then I had, Oh, I'm forgetting what it's called where your face, like, um, you know, where you lose muscle in half of your face or your whole face. I forget what it's called. <laughs> Bell's palsy. Thank you. Bell's palsy. I've had so much stuff happen to me that I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> um, no, but Bell's palsy for thankfully not too long. I think it was like less than three months altogether. But that's just because I literally looked up every remedy or non-remedy or what I could do just to get feeling back in my face. Um, so thankfully that didn't last too long. I think that was from like, November-ish to the beginning of January, because I had still wrestled that year, like the beginning of the following year. But life happens, you know, stuff happens. 
it definitely does. And, and, you know, life definitely happened again to you earlier this year. You tested positive for COVID-19. I did. That's what they say. I don't think like, so I, uh, I just got my antibody test done on, what was it? Tuesday. And I just got the results yesterday. Um, and I don't have any antibodies. So like, I don't know if my test was a false positive or if it wasn't, I'm going to like, I'm going to assume that it was a false positive because I would still have the antibodies, you know? Now that's interesting. You know, Arn Anderson talks about that. He, he had a couple of false negative tests Oh yeah. You know, in, in AEW, they get tested all the time, all that good stuff there. He had right. false negative tests. And then one day he came down really sick and, and it took him about mm. almost two weeks, it took him about 11, 12 days. He, he was hallucinating. He said he, he thought he was going to die. And, oh, no. you know, after the fact, he found out that he definitely had COVID-19, but he's he's was tested on a regular basis. Right. So right. That, that's that was the first time he found out that it was possible for the test to be incorrect. So I feel like I like they always say, you know, it's 99 percent chance you know, uh, correct or whatever, or 95% or somewhere in the nineties, it's correct or incorrect. When I, when I took that test that came back positive, I'm going to just give you a little story time. Um, so I go to, I go to get the test done on Wednesday and, uh, the guy, like he comes out, asks me all the regular questions. Like, have you been exposed? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so then he puts the, puts the stick up my nose and the stick is like, abnormally bigger than it normally is. I'm used to, and I don't know if you've had a COVID test. I'm used to the test, like being super skinny and it just going all the way up. This test was, I would say probably like the size of a, um, like a cotton swab. It was that big. Um, so that threw me off for a second. And then the guy didn't even go to me. He didn't go as far up as they normally do. So all that stuff paired with like not having symptoms and nobody else in my family or at work testing positive. It kind of made me think like, damn, is it really a false positive? So, yeah, that's, that is just a, a pain in the butt because, you know, when you, when you test positive, there's supposed to be contract t- tracing and all kinds of other things. And there are different emotions, oh, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> Jesus, I, I got a, I got a contact tracing call one time when the mm-hmm. pandemic first hit. And I was talking to the woman and I realized, I was like, wait a second, I've been quarantined. It's not like I'm going anywhere. So this isn't even possible. And then I I realized, I said, who are you calling for? And they weren't calling for me. They were calling for somebody who had my number previously. Oh, no. So for for a good, I would say about two minutes, I'm like going through all the emotions of, oh, my God, I got this thing. You know what I mean? And, And then through further investigation you realize no this isn't my call and then you know the apologies come and all that good stuff but i say that to say that was that was a minor situation on my part there you were actually told that you definitely have it Um, yeah i was told that i definitely had it i had to take off um 10 days what what it is for the like cdc rules like currently or whatever um and that's the rules that my job has to follow you have to take off 10 days from the day that you got your initial test. So if I got my test on Wednesday, then I would come back that following Sunday, I believe it was. Um, so I had to take off 10 days from work. I had to like remember everybody that I worked with that following Tuesday or not Tuesday, that following Monday. 
um, and Wednesday. It was, it was just a hot mess because like, I'm trying to remember everybody that I came in contact with. And like, I feel so bad because all those people had to take off 10 days as well. And I'm like, Jesus, who's gonna, first of all, nobody wants to take off 10 days from work. You know, that's your, like, that's your source of income. Second of all, I'm like, who's going to run our department? <laughs> like, I'm so work focused all the time that I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> well, and, and, and let's put this into context here. You're talking about your daytime job. You're not even talking about pro yeah. wrestling right now. No, I'm talking about my, my shoot job at SeaWorld. So, so <laughs> think about this, folks. Your shoot job, your daytime job, and oh, by the way, this is a, a person who goes around and wrestles. So yeah. you couldn't do that either, you know, once you once you found out that news there. Um, yeah, no, no, for sure. And I had to send um, person in question. <laughs> I had to send um, the promoter the results. And yeah, that was a that was a time. Well, let, let's let's jump into that. And that, that's what we've been leading up to. So there was a big controversy. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff said online. And, and let me let me just lay down some ground rules real quick from my perspective here. Everybody involved in this has been on Duke Loves Wrestling. I have a very good rapport and relationships with all of you here. I don't want anybody to be hurt. I don't want anybody to be in a position where they're being marginalized or mistreated. And I hope that everybody can find a way to come together when this is all said and done. You know, and I've said that to all parties said last week on the show. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you had Jeremy Gomez of GCW and I am going to say his name, Kim Artlip mm -hmm. of Ignite Wrestling. And I'm going to say her name. People were complaining about you being on the cover of a poster for Ignite Wrestling, which prompted a whole level of backlash. And then GCW got involved as well. And the controversy from the way it's been explained to me surrounded some bookings that happened in late January, early February, in which people were concerned that you may have had COVID-19 and you didn't tell people. And then it turned into, well, she never showed us our, her test. So we don't know. There's a lot that's been said, Casey. So let's start from your Perhaps. perspective, from your perspective, Casey Lennox, what happened? Oh, let's, let's, what? let's start with the, the, the first um, GCW show. What, what happened then? Where do I, okay. Let me, I uh, categorize this stuff and I already sent you, um, screenshots and stuff like that so you know that everything that like I'm about to tell you like you have everything <laughs> um so before the GCW show on January 16th Jeremy Gomez and his team so Marquise Carter um just numerous other people you know on his team they are very you know adamant about you having your COVID test like you have to have it if you don't show that you you know, took the test, then you can't be on the show. So yes, I commend him for like, he's been one of the only promoters that I've worked for that has required the testing um, and been, you know, strict about getting it and showing the proof that you had it and, you know, stuff like that. So yes, I give him his props um, regarding the COVID protocol. Like he's very strict about it. And that's, that's great because not a lot of promoters are. Um, so backtrack a little before the 16th, I went to get COVID tested with my mother on January 8th because she had not been feeling good. She had been sneezing some. And I was like, listen, you need to go get COVID tested because I'm not about to, 
you know, catch COVID from you because I had all these shows coming up. So I go to get tested with her on the 8th. It came back negative on January 9th. I'm giving you like date by date stuff. Sorry. Um, on January 9th, Marquise posted in the GCW Legend of the Medallion like group chat that we have that don't forget your COVID tests are mandatory, you know, stuff like that. So I had asked him how many days does the test need to be within, you know, for it to be active. Um, so he told me that the earliest or Jeremy told me that I am good after today. So I'm good after the ninth. So on January 13th, I went to get another COVID test, which came back negative. So I sent it to Jeremy. I actually sent him, um, the way that Guidewell does your, does your test and sends you the result. They send you this thing through, it's called crucial care. And you have to like log in. It has to send you a temporary code. And then it keeps you logged in for like 12, 12 hours or whatever. So I sent him that like an idiot thinking that he could log in himself. And then when I figured out that, you know, he couldn't log in, um, I had screenshotted the results and then sent it like literally I sent him, I forwarded him the crucial care message at seven twenty six. And I screenshotted him the results and sent it at 731. So that's fine there. Like this is this negative result is the one that's in question or whatever. But this is what happened. Um, I sent him a negative result after that. So that's that's what happened for the first show. <laughs> okay. So so you sent them the the negative results. You you met the requirement, you know, bring your COVID test, show us, make sure you're all right. Now, what about the second show? If I'm not mistaken, the second show was about a week later for Ignite Wrestling, right? That was a week later for Ignite, and I did not test for Ignite. I never said that I did. Kim claims that she, you know, required all talent to submit results. I asked her if she was requiring results or not. She said, I am assuming you have them. Apparently, I took that wrong. So then she makes her post about saying that she required results and me saying that uh, I told somebody to wear their mask around me, which literally was not what was said at all. She, she didn't require everybody to have results. I'm not making an excuse that that's, you know, a reason that I shouldn't have taken a test, but don't, I guess, try to put all the blame on me when you are, the, <laughs> you didn't ask everybody for results. I, I literally, I've sent you proof already of someone that she didn't ask for results for and somebody who didn't test. So I'm not the only person that was at that show that didn't test. Um, I'm not the only person that was at that show that didn't get asked for results. So yes, I should have tested. Um, that's on me, but like, it's, it's kind of on both of us as a promoter. She should have not let me work without a test result. Um, and as a, as a talent and as the champion or a former champion, I should have tested. So yeah, that, that excuse is just, yeah. <laughs> now there was a, there was a third show, which was the there second was. GCW show. This is a week after the Ignite show, right? It was. And that show was on the, tw or the 30th. Um, so after Ignite, I went to, I went back to training. Um, on the 26th, Devon was like, Hey guys, you know, if you work a show over the weekend, you have to bring back, um, your COVID results saying that you're negative. 
So I went to get tested on that Wednesday. Um, my results actually got to me Thursday, but I didn't call back until Friday, um, which is when I found out. And I literally texted, uh, literally who I texted in order or texted in order was, um, all my coworkers. Cause we have a little group chat. I was like, Hey, you guys need to go get tested. Um, my two supervisors that I was in the office with pretty much all day, I called my mother and then, uh, I called my job like 15 times because nobody would ever answer. So that's literally what happened. And then I sent Jeremy the results at un momento. I'm getting the thing. I sent Jeremy the results on January 29th at 9:49. So like I don't understand where all of this like stuff is coming from. Just personally me. Yeah. So that's kind of what that's what happened. And, and it, it was a lot of stuff. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth, bunch of people weighing in saying a lot of different things. The main idea it, is that there just seems to be a lot of confusion here in terms of, you know, were you required to test? When were you required? When did you actually test? When did you get the the, the results? Which, you know, yeah. you just you just laid all that out for us there. So that's important because one of the main call outs was people were concerned that this was a recent thing, right? in terms of the dates, they thought that this is something that happened now, not realizing that we're talking. Literally oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That um, was the big confusion. Yeah. So like everything that, again, I sent you um, regarding COVID results, my first, my first ever, no, my second COVID test that I had to get, because um, the first one was for WWE back in October, November. No, I'm forgetting what date for WWE. Um, so my first COVID test that I had to take on my own was for AEW actually. And that was on the 28th. Um, and then I took a test on January 8th, which is the one that I had said that I took with my mother. And then January 13th, which was for Jeremy's show. So I don't, and I, I listened to, you know, bits and pieces of what he said on your podcast earlier. I haven't worked for anybody except for him, Kim. AEW in November and uh, Platinum, which was this past weekend. So like, I don't understand where he thinks or anyone else thinks that I, you know, took a result from a week ago from a major company when, first of all, that's not even how they give you your your results. (laughs) Like if anybody knows anything about how you COVID test in these major companies, they, they don't, give me something that I can go and show a promoter. That's not how it works. Um, at least that's not how it works when I was there. I don't know if they switched it, but that's not how it worked or worked when I was there in November. So whatever major promotion I was at, you let me know. Cause I haven't seen no paychecks. Like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. You definitely no, need I, those like, paychecks. I, I haven't, I haven't. So I don't, the last time that I wrestled was November, not November 28th, but the last time that I had wrestled was for AEW. And then I didn't take any bookings until the beginning of the year. And I figured that I would take, you know, this year, I would only take bookings that, you know, were bigger promotions or let me work uh, like bigger people and better people because I don't want to put myself at risk and, and catch COVID. <laughs> like it's, it's not worth it to me. Like I have asthma. I already have problems breathing. My doctor has me on like 15 different medications just to, um, 
be able to breathe. 15 is definitely an exaggeration. It's more like two, but, um, I don't, why would I want to catch COVID? Like that makes no sense to me. Uh, in retrospect, when you think about everything that's gone down and, and, and the way that it went down, is there anything you would do differently? I mean, I would just test for ignite, but other than that, like, I don't, there's nothing differently I could have done or I, or I should have done. Like I literally submitted everything that he wanted. Um, so I don't, I don't get it. Is there a way that everybody can kind of come together and, and, and just be all right again? Is that maybe, maybe not. I don't, I mean, am I, I'm apologizing for not testing for ignite. Um, I'm not apologizing for anything else. Like I don't, I don't need to, I did nothing wrong in this situation. Um, and that's, I'm standing by that because I didn't. What about any other wrestlers out there who are listening? I mean, do you have any advice for them? Because look, it's, it's crazy. And, And even since January, I know that there are more and more promotions who are easing up on their requirements to get tested, you yeah. know, which just boggles my mind. I don't understand it, but it is what it is. Uh, do, do you have any any perspective, any advice from from your side of town um, for other wrestlers out there? Um, I mean, I guess just get tested before all of your shows and then keep your paperwork so they don't think you're lying or think you Photoshop anything, which, dear Lord, that's another story. But um, I would just say, keep your paperwork so that you know that you've been tested and they know that you've been tested and aren't up here messing with stuff. That's all. There it is. There it is. Well, listen, Casey, uh, you know, anytime you're on the show, people get excited. They, you know, you you have a very (laughs) strong following online. In fact, when all of the back and forth was going on, it was pretty interesting to see how many people jumped to your defense and was ready to, to go all the way to hell for you. Um, No. And, and I, like, I appreciate everybody who, you know, has defended me um, and people who haven't, I mean, at least you're showing your true colors, but um, like at the end of the day, when some, like somebody is blatantly criticizing me and convicting me of something that didn't even happen, something that's not even the truth. And you're sitting there threatening my life. You're threatening my career. You're, you're like threatening my character. Like who does that over something that you think happens that didn't even happen, but it doesn't, it just does not make sense to me. That's deep. That's deep. Well, why don't you let anybody listening know how they can uh, keep up with you online? Cause I know that you, again, you're, you're very active online. You got great websites, things going on. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> how can people keep up with uh, Casey Lennox? You guys can keep up with me um, just by following me at the Casey Lennox um, across Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, literally everything. Um, and then my merch website is just caseylennox.com. So like he said, I post everything and I'm super freaking active. And now that I have a good solid, like two weeks off, um, I am able to respond a lot more. So yeah, (laughs) I'm very active now. Do, Do you have any new merch coming out at all? You can, you can give us the exclusive here, Casey. I just, Um, I mean, I don't have any new, like, like I need to do a new t-shirt. I need to find like a cool design, um, or like a cool saying that I want to do. So right now I just have, you know, the same, not the same eight by tens. I have new eight by tens. Um, I have my kiss cards up there and my trading cards still stuff like that. Um, 
but I need to find a cool new shirt. I need to think of a, a little captiony thing. But for now, just eight by tens. Her name is Casey Lennox. Listen, once again, thank you for joining us again on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. I mean, again, we've heard from Jeremy Gomez, GCW. Now we've heard from Casey Lennox. Still an open invitation for Kim Artlip over at Ignite Wrestling. So stay tuned to see if uh, we have Kim on the show. I I just hope everybody comes together. I hope everybody comes together and gets past this this disagreement that's going on here. Uh, It's pretty serious. Of course, I think all parties involved, you know, they've done things wrong and they've all admitted that in their own ways there. Um, I just hope people just find a way to, to move in a positive direction together. Uh, that's my hope and, and I'm sticking to it is what it is, right? Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to play for you something very interesting from our man, Alan Roulette of River Horse Photography. This is Alexa, and this is Brianna, and we're Sugar and, and, we're Spice. Sugar and Spice, and you're listening to Duke, Duke Loves Wrestling. Wrestling. All right, before I wrap up the show today, I want to play for you a, a very serious exclusive. I sat down with Alan Roulette of River Horse Photography and River Horse Wrestling Photography. Alan's been on this show many times, and he's, he's such a great guy. He's literally my favorite photographer on the planet. And I had a conversation with him for my other podcast, Tell Us the Truth, which is a show that deals with, you know, the experience of the average person out there, you know, especially as it relates to systemic racism and things of that nature. It's a more political leaning show. So, you know, I I wanted to have Alan come on that show because he is a small business owner who's been affected by all of this COVID-19 stuff. And I thought it'd be interesting to hear how Alan's been doing, you know, since the pandemic broke out and what he feels is in store for the future. I was very surprised to hear what I heard from Alan. This is an exclusive. And, you know, that episode of Tell Us the Truth is not going to come out for another two weeks here. So the world will be hearing it in its entirety then. And I encourage everybody, go to your favorite podcast app, type in Tell Us The Truth. Definitely give me a follow there. You'll enjoy that show, especially if you like Duke Loves Wrestling. It's like Duke Loves Wrestling, just without the wrestling. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. But anyway, um, you know, Alan said something very serious. And I wanted you to hear this because it relates to pro wrestling and it relates to his River Horse pro wrestling photography business. So we're going to hear from Alan. And that is how we're going to end the show. You'll hear Tony Schiavone doing his thing at the very end. So until next time, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Here is Mr. Alan Roulette with some exclusive news concerning River Horse wrestling photography. And Tony Schiavone will take it away after that. Alan, talk to me about the COVID-19 pandemic and how that affected your photography business. Because I know that that's your, that's your bread and butter. That's the main thing that you do. My baby. Uh, you yeah. own it. You own it. So that means that, you know, for better or worse, everything falls on your shoulders there. So, you know, a little over a year ago, the entire world suddenly stopped because this thing yeah. that wasn't supposed to be a big deal became a very big deal. Um, yeah. So what happened over in your world there? 
So, ooh, man, uh, that's tough. So uh, 2020 was my best year ever, ever. I was making money hand over fist. I hate to say that in public because then people, why are you charging me so much? But I was making good money. And I was making good money because I just had gig after gig after gig. And I was I was wearing myself out. I had so many gigs. And we're just talking from December to March. And then from March on, on my schedule, first time ever, this was ever the case, first time ever, I had about 25 to 29 gigs lined up. People had already paid me uh, money to hold me. Bank account looked great. Had a bunch of weddings. I didn't do weddings. I, I'm not a big wedding guy, but I will do them. Had three of them on the books. <laughs> I was like, I was going for all of it. Like, I had shot some of the best pictures I'd ever shot of models that I worked with and a lot of commercial stuff. And people were making money and I was making money. And it was when I really decided to be, make this a business. Um, and I encourage everybody out there who is listening, you who are listening to me right now, if you want to be good at something, get educated. Not saying you got to go to school. You can be, become an intern. You can hang around somebody who does something that's really good. You can take individual classes. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you want to get really good at something, you got to get educated. You're not just going to just figure it out. You know, some people do, but there are people now who are better than they are because they stood on those, stood on their shoulders. You have to stand on the shoulders of giants in order to be taller. You have to do that. So I had a one instructor who was just amazing. He's in Seattle. He doesn't teach photography anymore. I was one of two students that he had ever. And, um, and the kid that, oh my God, the other student was like, like 13. All right. And was just everything that kid shot was just beating my ass every single way to get to be 40 something. And every week, a 13-year-old is shooting something better than you is the greatest just motivator in the history of motivators. It was just, it was, well, I'll show you. And then next week they should do something better. And I'll show you, you know. So eventually um, he had told me, he'd given me this timeline. He goes, um, in assessing photographers that are in your area, that are freelance, and looking at their websites, and looking at what they're doing, and looking at this and that and the other, I predict you will be able to, you'll be self-sustained. That means studio, the whole thing, maybe even hired somebody by, uh, I think he said June of 2019, June of 2019. And June of 2019 came and I wasn't quite there. And I was like, oh, I failed. And my wife, who's, who's my rock, you know, she was like, you didn't fail. You just didn't get there yet. She goes, let's go get to work. And by December of 2019, I got there shooting every week, doing everything. I remember the date, March 13th. I was like, wow, this COVID thing, like, man, it's like getting the flu. This is going to be tough and blah, blah, blah. March 14th, news was a little weird, a little worse. March 15th, news was a little worse. March 15th, they shut, they shut down, uh, Polk County schools. Now that didn't mean anything to me, but because they shut down the schools, that means parents had to stay home. People weren't making money, you know, blah, 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 blah. But it's only two weeks. Remember, it's two weeks to slow the curve, you know, two, two weeks to flatten the curve or whatever they called it. It's only going to be two weeks. Then all of a sudden, towards the end of the two weeks here in Florida, they added two more weeks. So it was 30 days, 30 days to flatten the curve. And I'm like, damn. Well, in that first two weeks, I had 17 cancellations. 
off the books. I want my money back. Well, you can only get so much of your money back, but yes, you can get some of your money back. By the end of that 30 days, all my gigs were gone and my phone wasn't ringing. And to be in the best place that you have been, to be where your mentor said you were supposed to be, to be where you believed you were supposed to be, shooting stuff and people loving it, weddings, and we got to have you and blah, 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 and all this stuff to go, you know, 27, 29 gigs in less than 30 days, all canceled, gone, boom, 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 boom. boom. I'm like, I'll just make it up. Things will get better and I'll just make it up. Things will get better and I'll just make it up. Then I had a wrestling shoot, uh, four people that came in to shoot with me. A couple of guys that I love, Dakota and, and some other people with them came. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Got my mask on. Everybody's cool. They, they said not wear, they said don't, they said don't worry about wearing a mask. And my wife brought me home a mask anyway because she works in the medical field. And I was like, man, I'm more protected than everybody. Shot them. Then it was done. That was in March. Next shoot that I did was June 6th. (laughs) Like that's it. And June 6th, I had shot, you remember, you, you know, the twins, uh, Lindsay and Lori. I shot them and, uh, I think another, another woman they brought with them. And, oh, Kate, you know, Kate, uh, I shot them then. And I'm like, all right, this is it. June 6th, right? July 17th, I think it was, or July 18th was my next shoot. And then nothing until August, nothing until September, nothing until October. <laughs> I mean, months. And so I sat at home, couldn't go out. What am I going to do wander around the mall? Can't do that. Can't go to the store. Can't go to Walmart or the grocery store, stay 15 minutes or whatever. But it, it was house arrest. I was on house arrest for months. And it came out to about seven months straight, you know, and then I finally started getting little gigs here and there. Not big ones. You know, I was dropping my price really super low. You know, that desperate thing that people do. You go, well, I mean, I got to get somebody in here, even though it's not really worth your time to do what you're doing. And I was like, my God. And I just kept going and going and going and going and going. And, you know, we got up to the holidays and I'm like, well, the holidays are my big time. Well, remember they told everybody to stay home. Don't do Thanksgiving. (laughs) Don't bring your family here. Don't do this. Don't do that. And people listened around here. Or the people who listened didn't want a stranger around. So no Thanksgiving, no Christmas, you know. Um, January rolled around, still hardly much of anything, but it's picking up. And the way things started to happen was like in the fall, yes, I did start to get gigs. But the way it worked was this. I would do one gig and then I'd have to drive 50 or 60 miles to get to the next gig. So I was spending more time on the road or putting gas in my car than I was actually shooting gigs. So I go, yeah, I got three gigs this weekend, but I drove 150 miles to do it, you know? And it was like, oh, oh my God. Like, you know, I shot a wedding, um, the 30th of, uh, whenever Halloween is, 30th of October or 31st of October. I shot a wedding that day. It was outdoors on the lake. Everybody had incorporated masks into their costumes. So that was kind of cool. Um, but that's it. And going from working, 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 working to, to nothing. And you don't, but the thing that, the thing that you don't get is you get emotional about your business. I, I feel like the people that I shoot, they're not, they're not my friends' friends. They are my friends, but they're my friends through photography. And you just don't hear from them. You don't see them. You don't know they're okay. You know, you have to send a Facebook messenger message. You all right? Everything okay? Yeah. Everything okay with you? Sorry. It's just so 
fucked up about this or my aunt got that or such and such happened here. So then it, not only are you not working, then you're lonely. You know, I had a beagle. My beagle hung around me because she didn't understand why I was home all the time. I go, what are you doing here? Like, she, you know, like, I look at her. She's supposed to be outside playing. I'm like, what are you doing here? She's like, what are you doing here? And eventually both of us just sat out, started sitting on the couch and getting fat. My beagle was like, Lord, 38 pounds, something like that. Supposed to be 25, just fat. Wouldn't go outside, just next to me. And it was like, it was hell. And things have gotten a little better. You know, I've done a, I did the first wrestling show that I shot in a year, in 13 months. I did about a month ago. Um, I did a couple of wrestling shows this weekend. I'm going to do a couple of wrestling shows next weekend. I'm immunized, you know, so I got lucky. Uh, my wife is in the medical field and her hospital uh, was immunizing uh, the relatives of people who are working with COVID patients to keep them from getting, you know, sued. Like if I got COVID, I can say my wife did it, you know, and, and, and sue the hospital before I die. You know, so they just give you, they would just much rather give you the uh, shot than, than have you sue them. So, I mean, I got the shot. I can walk around with my little card. You know, I'm starting to get a few gigs here and there. But, you know, it's when you look at when I look at where I was over a year ago and what I was doing and who I was working with and what was happening. And I look at it now, you know, I don't see people talking river horse on social media like they did. You know, I can post a picture on Instagram and get 18 people to look at it as opposed to 56 or 70 or however many we're looking at. Like, photography is like wrestling. If you're out of it long enough, you're forgotten. They forget you. As well they should. They, they, they go with who's near them. They go with who they see, you know, before everybody saw me because I was everywhere. But I'm not everywhere now. So I did make the decision, uh, the pre-decision, probably about three weeks ago, that... Um, I'm looking at WrestleMania time. I'm looking at, you know, time before, time after, this, that, and the other. And uh, probably if things don't pick up before July, I'm probably going to back off on all of that and really, really, really concentrate on my regular photography. Because I'm going to have to. That's what makes money. That's what makes me money. And if things with the regular photography don't pick up by uh, probably around December, January 1st, that's, that's the end of busy, busy season. I'm probably done. I'll shoot for my friends and, you know, work part-time maybe, but maybe I'll go back to teaching. Maybe I'll work in the financial, I'll work in the financial district. I can do that. You know, I can go back to work in medicine. I can go back to doing a lot of things, but like, it's, it was crazy. Like I was being intentionally vague with you when we were, when you were pre-interviewing me, but things have gotten so bad that, you know, not bad. I don't want to say bad, like, oh my God, because there's people who are starving and there's people who don't have homes. And I'm not down at a food per, you know, locker asking for people and I'm asking for money or anything. I'm not doing any of that. But, you know, you have to get to the point where you go, how is my time being spent? You know, and, uh, you know, I've got a couple of dates in my brain. And if things pick up a little bit, I am, I am back in, like, I'm back in. But when you listen to the podcasts of the people who are the leaders of my industry of photography, and you listen to the things that they are saying that over the last year, people have learned how to use SLR cameras. You know, that's what we use for professionals use. People have learned how to use those. People have learned our 
tricks as far as uh, how we do things on the computer with Photoshop or Lightroom and this and that and the other. You know, people are using their really super fancy uh, um, camera phones uh, and taking pictures and are happy with them. And they're not hiring people like me anymore. People aren't hiring caterers anymore. And people aren't hiring a lot of people anymore that are what are referred to as, you know, you know, have gig jobs. Those gigs people are doing themselves. They are learning how to do it themselves. People are not going to their local stockbroker. People are going online and investing themselves. We saw what happened with uh, the Reddit investors. We saw what happened with GameStop and all these things where some kid walks in with a few thousand dollars and now has $52 million. He didn't need a stockbroker to help him do that. And one thing that is both beautiful and tragic, it's very Shakespearean to me, is how um, independent people have become, not dependent on needing other people to do things for them. But because that's the case, the people who do those things for them eventually fall to the wayside or have to come up with something else. So, yeah, that's that's COVID. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>